0: Yo, 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 I'm back. Man, it feels good to be back. Today, we're going to do this a little bit different. This is a totally different episode from what we're normally doing, and I'm excited to present this episode to y'all. This next guest is a professional counselor who focuses on the mental side of life. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm happy to say Nate Klein has joined the podcast to give its expertise to talk about the psychological battles us athletes and also non-athletes endure every single day. This episode got super deep and y'all definitely don't want to miss this. Let's get in, let's get out, let's go. What's up, everybody? This is Brent Lamar from the In and Out Podcast. Uh, I'm here joined with a, a special guest of mine, uh, my guy Nate Klein. Uh, you know, he's he's legit family to me, and uh, I'm excited to have him on this conversation uh, on this podcast because uh, we're gonna have a conversation just about kind of uh, the mental well-being, um, you know, the behavior side of, of things. Uh, Nate is a, a clinical counselor, professional. Let me write that professional clinical counselor and, uh, you know, he he talks about and he studies just, um about people's emotions, behaviors and, you know, kind of, you know, just the psychology of everything. So I'm really excited to have him here. And uh, I think this is going to be a great podcast. Uh, it's different from uh, what we're normally um You know doing talking to other athletes but i i truly believe it's still in the sound the same realm of what i try to accomplish every day and try to you know help other athletes and people in general to to kind of just um understand themselves more understand their purpose their passion and and and, you know just get them the best out of them you know so i'm happy uh that my guy nate uh decided to join and uh yeah man without further ado nate Klein, man appreciate how are you man
1: yeah, thank you for having me. I'm doing well. Excited to be be on the podcast. You know, I've been following it since you know since the beginning, and uh, you know, like you said, like you're definitely family, man. So I'm excited to be here and just have this conversation with you and uh, and just vibe with you, man. And so thanks for having me. Really yeah. excited to be here.
0: Yeah, no problem man so let's 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 dive in man you know i got I got a lot of questions for you you know um uh so just start off just tell me about yourself tell me about uh you know what what you kind of do for our community. Tell me about you know just your profession and um yeah. you know your 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 goals and 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 why you decide to you know want to be a counselor so yeah,
1: so uh you know I'm born and raised in San Diego, California. I'm a, a former community college student, so I went to uh, Grossmont Community College, um, uh, and so what I do now professionally is uh, I'm a associate professional clinical counselor, so I'm working towards my hours to become a mental health therapist. The end goal is to, to have a private practice, and in addition to that, I also uh, teach classes at San Diego City College. I teach personal growth classes, like college and career success. Um, and also um, college readiness and then anything that has to do with this personal growth. So I work with with students at the community college. So full, full circle came back and then also at Miracota College, which is in um, North County of San Diego. I coordinate the Emoja program, which is a program specifically for students of African descent um, to really help them matriculate and make it through not only community college, but higher ed itself. And so, you know, that's really important work for me because, again, as a former community college student, um, you know, coming out of high school, they told me I wasn't college material, right? So my counselor never even talked to me about going to co- going to college. So, you know, I ended up, you know, never taking the SAT and ended up at the community college. But it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I met, you know, people who changed my life, you know, James Kennedy, Bruce Braswell. So a bunch of people that really, you know, helped me develop a sense of identity and really find my voice and who I am and really change the trajectory of my life. And so I ultimately decided, you know, this was, you know, work that I wanted, that I wanted to do, you know, because when I graduated, they said, you know, Hey, like pay it forward, come back and, and give it back. And so, you know, um, ended up again, like I said, now fast forward to where I'm teaching at the community college, working with students who are just like myself, um And you know doing the best I can to change lives through education mm-hmm. and also having that trauma informed lens so people can really have language to put to the experiences that they go through, right? because yeah. you know if you're if you're living, then you know you've gone through something, and so a lot of times we don't know how to give voice to that, and so that's what I like to do for students you know to really call things out and call it and, and really help them identify you know the different things they're going through um and so that's something I'm really, really passionate about
0: yeah man man that's 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 beautiful man and uh you know i think like i said what you do is is something that that everybody can benefit from and everybody at least should in my eyes see some sort of kind of counselor or therapist or something like that in their lives because everyone deals with trauma you know especially from right. a young age and you know like you, you you just said that you know you're you're you didn't really have that understanding growing up and you know right. no one really taught you that stuff and um I think it's 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 something like I said it's is is very important to to handle because at the end of the day, you know, this is our lives we are in control of our lives. So um mm-hmm. I I wanna I wanna ask you, you know, in terms of you know just growing up and in and, and sports and everything like that. Um how do you look at, you know, just the mental aspect of sports? Now, since you're kind of more educated in the realm of, uh, you know, just just behavior, mindset, mental stuff, um, yeah, how do you look? Yeah. How do you look at, uh, sports through your lens now? Just, just yeah. on a surface level.
1: Yeah, I'm smiling over here, right? Because this is something I think a lot about. Because I grew up playing sports. You know, my mom had. We football was my sport, right? Um, we ran track, you know, we played a little bit of basketball, but football was my main sport that I loved football. Yeah. And so I grew up playing football up until high school, up, up through high school, right? Um, and you know, as a, as a, so as a former athlete, you know, there's a mentality when you play sports, you know, like, uh, like persevere, right? Grind, like dedicate yourself, teamwork, right? Especially in football, it's a team sport. So and there's also, like, a relentless sort of passion, right? Like, that's kind of what is ingrained in you from a young age. Yeah. And so I'm so grateful that I played sports because it taught me to take that approach to life, you know? And, and I realize not a lot of people have that, right? And so even to this day, I enjoy working out. Like, I enjoy pushing myself physically, right? And also mentally because, again, when you play a sport, it's a mental thing, right? A lot of times, you know, it's you know, we may be able to psych ourselves out or maybe may be able to pump ourselves up. And so how I view it now is, you know, because when you're outside of the game, how does that translate to life? Like that sort of
2: um,
1: ideology of being an athlete, right? Because again, it's intense, right? Like I'm trying to be the best of the best, like, you know, and, you know, I got that dog in me, so to speak, right? And so that translates well in some spaces, but in other spaces, not as well. And So I've been thinking a lot about that, right? Because again, as a counselor, evaluating how do how do these things serve me right so having that mentality like it's appropriate in some spaces but in others that it's not you know what I mean Um, you know like for example like one of my favorite players was Ray Lewis and anytime you see him he's pumped up and he's you know he's going hard right imagine being in the team meeting right and you coming with that Ray Lewis energy that might not be appropriate right And so it's just stuff like that. I think about that all the time, you know, because, um, but the other piece of that is it's also really helpful to have that passion because that separates you, right? So constantly thinking, how do I keep what's working for me, but tease out what's not, you know, and being able to have discernment to say, okay, this is the right time to to show up this way. And this is not the right time, right? Right. Particularly, um, you know, what sports is like, again, like you either do it or you don't, you win or you lose, Mm -hmm. Right. And that's, that's how the game is played. And life doesn't always work that way. There's yeah. some more gray area, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so um, that's something that I try to really um, working with on myself. And then even when I'm working with somebody who's played sports, like trying to get them to really kind of, you know, interrogate that thought process outside of the game, right? Like yeah. this this works for you when you're playing, but it doesn't seem like it's really working for you now, right? Yeah. Uh, does that make sense? What I'm saying? So Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's kind of when I think about that mentality in sports and whatnot, and kind of today, and how like, that's kind of what comes up. So I don't know if that answers your
0: question, but Oh, it for sure did. It for sure did. You know, um, you know, I think the biggest word I got out of that was discernment. You know, and and mm-hmm. there's a lot of you know avenues we can get into just talking about like the different type of discernments and understanding, you know, time and place. You know, for me as yeah. an athlete, you know, it's. I was just talking to uh, Lauren about this, Um, you know, what's hard for me is just being, I think the hardest thing for me is when I stop basketball is just to be able to, like, leave that, kill that athlete in me. you know, and Mm -hmm. understand, you know, because I'm always on the go, like, okay, I'm the type of person, like, I'm going to do this, this way, I got to do this, this, I got to push, I got to push. And right. you know, even if I like, let's say, me and her go on vacation, you know, I feel mm-hmm. guilty if I, if right. I eat certain type of foods, if I, you know, drink whatever or or, or right. whatever, you know, I can never fully enjoy the, enjoy the just what's in front of me, the moment, you know. And I think right. as athletes, it's 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 really tough to to get into, and you know, and like I said, the word is discernment, you know, and I feel like on the flip side, there are people who never played sports, right? People who mm-hmm. never uh, had the opportunity to, to, you know, just uh play, at, play high school football or something. And maybe they need that kind of fire inside them. So it's, it's, and I know you deal with just all different types of people. How do you mm-hmm. kind of, how do you bridge that gap, you know, because, you know, you played high school football, you understand what it takes to be an athlete you know, to a certain level and mm-hmm. just just what it means. And, you know, you have some people out here, men, women, children, whatever they they they, they don't play sports. How do you yeah. how do you feel like you can help them the best to kind of, you know, push them to their best? Or to the maximum potential, you know. If you know, sometimes athletes have a different way of looking at things. Non-athletes have a different way. So, how do you kind of bridge that gap to to help both type of people, you know, uh, reach their yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, I, yeah. I kind of want to go back to something you said, right? Where you said, like, when I'm done playing sports, I have to kill the athlete, right? Yeah. I would challenge that and say, you don't necessarily again. You don't have to kill the athlete, but just be aware of when that part of you showing up because that's yeah. a valuable part of you that's an amazing part to show up, right? To like, let's get it done. You know, like that is a really good quality to have. Right. So what I try to get encourage people to do is just welcome every single part of yourself at the table. Right. So, you know, imagine, you know, you're sitting at a table, you know, there's different parts of ourselves that show up at different times. Right. Yeah. But the, the, the thing is who's sitting at the head of the table, right. Is it yeah. right? You know, your highest self, you know, like your most caring, most, you know, nurturing, Um, you know, your best self or is it these other parts of you that are kind of getting in the way of, of of different, like enjoying the moment, right? Sometimes it could be even inner child stuff, right? So I really try to get people to really sit with, Hey, there's different aspects of yourselves and they show up at different times in our lives and they're all welcome at the table, but who's running the show, right? So it's kind of having that self-awareness to, to kind of, again, integrate those parts in a way that works for you, right? That surge in relationships. and so, but to answer your question of how do I help people bridge the gap between, like, having that that mentality of, like, you yeah. know, uh, let's get it done and let's, let's go accomplish what we set out to do. Um, it's tough, man, because um, my, so my theory in counseling is, like, person-centered, right? So I try to meet people where they're at, mm-hmm. right? And so as a counselor, I really just try to listen to people because you know being a good communicator 90% of that is is listening right yeah and so what i try to do is really empathize and connect with somebody on a on a really deep and personal level to really find out um what what moves them what motivates them right um and again you know everybody wants the same thing but they have different ways of going about getting it so I really try to figure out what is this person's strong suits and so how do I highlight those, right? Rather than using my own um, kind of, this is how I would do it, so this is how you should do it. I really yeah. try to work with that person that his, you know, so it sounds like you're saying this, right? Or, yeah. okay, so, so, or even when I'm trying to challenge somebody saying, okay, I hear you say you want X, Y, Z, and so that's what you're saying, but, you know, your behavior is A, B, C, so you know, let's let's look at what's going on in the middle there. Like, why? You know, what do what do your actions have to do to match up with what you say that you yeah. want, right? And then also being real about um, is that really what you want? Yeah. Why why do you want that, right? Because again, we're taught from young ages, no matter who we are, to want certain things, right? And so what I really try to make the therapeutic process is a place for you to explore and be curious. Right. Like, yeah. like, for example, I want to make a million dollars. Well, why? Right. Yeah. Well, because, you know, money is respect, money is power. People respect that. Right. I want to be a lawyer. Right. Um, you know, because people see lawyers and they respect them. Right. But you might not want to be a lawyer. Right. Or my parents yeah. told me I want to be a lawyer. So first, let's evaluate why you want what you want. Right. Yeah. And like, can it be okay that you don't you may not want that you want something different for yourself? Right. And so maybe that's why there's the gap of what you're saying versus what you're doing, because what you say you want isn't what you ever wanted in the first place. Right. And so really just trying to challenge people to get real about what they want and then being, you know, compassionately curious about themselves. Right. Um, To really open up that box of emotions, um, of thoughts to really, again, uh, dissect and uh, really just kind of get to know and meet themselves, right? That's what therapy is, is meeting yourself, right? (laughs) Like, you know, giving people that bird's eye view of who am I, you know, what do I want and what are my values, right? Um, And so that's kind of how I try to bridge that gap. And then also just encouraging people, right? Um, I think again, as an athlete, there's this idea that you have to encourage people by like punishment, right? But yeah. therapy is a lot different because you know you don't necessarily like it's not you don't necessarily celebrate the small wins in, in as a sport, right? For example, you playoffs, you know, game game series, you won game one. Hey, it's just one game. We you know we're on yeah. to the next one, right? Like, in yeah. life, you have to show us a parade when you get that game one victory, right? Like yeah. so, I won today, right? So encouraging people at every step of the way everybody responds well to that, right? Uh, so I try to keep that in mind, too, that even you have to celebrate the small victories, right? Because a lot of people just need that affirmation and that validation, right? Yeah. Um, so really just challenging people to, again, dissect not, not who they are and what they want and why they want those things yeah. and then yeah. kind of encouraging them along that process.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's beautiful, bro. You, uh, you spit a lot of knowledge in that, in what you just said. You know, I feel like like you said, it's it's about developing a relationship with yourself and, and understanding right. yourself. And I think for me as an athlete past these last few years, the the best thing for me was able to gain some sort of self-awareness, gain some sort of, you know, why I want this. Why do I, you know, what this means, you know? For example, like even, even on a smaller level, you know, if I missed a, a game-winning shot, you know or I play terrible you know my first my first years I would I would like my when I was younger I would I would like oh man am I good enough am I this and that you know whatever you know I started doubting myself and you know Mm -hmm. as I got older and I started really understanding myself more reading praying or you know doing whatever you know what people would normally do I guess to to grow and uh I started to realize like you know, if I miss a shot, if I, if I, you know, play Batman, man, that's one game, forget about it, Mm -hmm. let me, let me, you know what I'm saying, even if it's another game, who cares, it's a, it's a small segment of, like I said, a a portion of your life that, you know, ultimately you move past, and and I I love what you said about the, the bird's eye view, and just understanding, you know, what you want, but I want to also shift to kind of, you know, the earlier stages of kids, you know, um, Mm -hmm. you know, as, as, you know, as, as athletes, as young, young boys and girls, you know, we're taught, you know, to always keep pushing and, you know, through all that, you know, I feel like athletes, our mentality is a little bit of that Kobe mentality and, you know, you either got to, if there's a wall, you got to run through it, you know, like, you know. How do you, your opinion? Can you explain to me about you know, just prior traumas and you know how just people in general deal with those traumas, whether it's like I said, like a rejection, even like someone not making a certain team and they still like you know have that lingering, you know, this feeling, and that that relates to in a way. Let's say you get rejected by a girl, you know, and just stuff like yeah. that as, as as a kid. So. Talk to me about how you feel like, you know, athletes and non-athletes should should deal with, you know, past traumas and, and things that, you know, affected them in the past.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, yeah, you know, and so, um, and like you said, if you're living, you've been traumatized in, in some sort of way. That's just the reality of life, but it's like, how do you respond? And so from a, um, you know, there's different types of of responses to trauma, right? So that's fight, that's flight, that's freeze, and that's fawn, you know? And so some people respond by, you know, uh, running, right? Like, you know, okay, yeah. I'm going to, you know, push harder, right? And I'm going to do this or do that. Some people, you know, they they respond with flight, which is like worry, like anxiety, obsessive yeah. thinking, right? Other people, like, they just freeze up. They start to check out, right? That they, they, they can't, they're indecisive. They can't make decisions. Yeah, And then the other one is like other people's kind of turn to like, you know, now I don't know who I am, fawning, right? Identity confusion, And so that's just some of the um, like the theoretical stuff. Like, And I try to get people identified like which boxes they fall in for that one, right? And just identify those behaviors. But because the, it does affect us, right? If some people, you know, what they do a lot of times, you know, when, when people are like type A, like highly successful, let's get it done, let's do that that's a response to, cause like they had to really show up mm-hmm. and it, it really that in a sense is a trauma response, but because in in America, you know, we, we value those things, right? We value that person that's doing everything that is on top of everything. That's always going, always thinking like we praise those things, you know? And so again, I try to get people to really see like, is this coming from a place of like your higher self where this is something that's working for you, where, you're pushing yourself to be the best because it's from a place of love in a sense, or is this you're pushing yourself from to be the best because you're kind of afraid, right? Yeah. If that makes sense. And so, um, just getting people to kind of understand that, like, you know, like, how are you really doing? Right. Um, yeah. and then, again, obviously when you, when you're working with people and you're talking and you're getting to know them kind of, you know, being curious about different things that happen and trauma doesn't have to be anything that's severe. It can be something slight, your parents divorced, right? Yeah. Or even a breakup, right? Can be a traumatizing experience. Um, Any sense of loss, like a loss of a loved one, so, or even just like you know, my mom never said she loved me, right? Yeah. But she was always providing. Like that is a trauma, right? Because you needed to hear your parent loved you, and so you know, so there's these 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 long term sort of trauma effects too. But um, like I said, I really just try to give people the language to say, okay, oh, like that was a trauma, right? Or oh, like I was. I was really anxious at that time, or I was, I was doing this. or I was doing that to really help them kind of understand what they're doing. You know, yeah. um, so that, so that's kind of how I kind of work with people around that. Um, and you know, as far as athletes go, um, like, like I said, being an athlete, it, it's like, there's an adrenaline rush that comes with it. Right. <laughs> like playing a sport, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. that's what, that's what we love about it. Right. Like yeah. I remember, like, we about to go to war. Like, let's get it. Right. So, yeah. like, we love that. Right. Like, that was my favorite part of the sport. Like, I got, I'm with my team. I'll roll with them over anybody. And I'm going to yeah. run through that wall. Right. If that's what needs to be done.
2: Yeah. But,
1: you know, and that's, that's good within those lines. Right. Within the, within, you know, the lines of the basketball court or football field or whatever it is. But in life, like, that's not a sustainable way to live. Right. So, yeah. when those parts of you are kind of activated all the time. That's very draining. Yeah, you know and again so really trying to how do you take that and then kind of but on the other part of that like live your life in a way that you're intentional with your loved ones that you can show up and be present that because you can't run through a wall you know every day because it's gonna catch up to you right Yeah. sometimes you gotta go over the wall sometimes you gotta go around it you know
2: um so you
1: if your only if your only response is to run through a wall you know uh Yeah, you're like it's gonna catch up to you, man. And so, um, so again, all of these things kind of go together. They kind of weave in, especially when you're an athlete, because again, being in that mode, that Mamba mentality, we we praise that. But again, that Mamba mentality, you got to turn that off sometimes,
0: right? Yeah, yeah, right, right. No, I definitely, I definitely, uh, man, I I love what you said. You know, and and I feel like like athletes. Uh, especially like myself you know it's it's tough to turn it off it's tough to always you know not to think that way you know, about everything yeah. in life, you know so um i wanna I want to also talk about you know uh outside of sports and people you know when they get done with sports you know we talked about um you know earlier you said you know athletes shouldn't kill that athlete you guys should embrace it um but you know I've had friends who've stopped playing basketball and you know they tell me about or sports they tell me about it was one of the hardest things they've they've ever yeah. had to encounter you know they they had a like a loss of identity you yeah. know can you can you talk to me about you know or can you give any advice for athletes you know thinking about transitioning into the next phase of their life and like yeah. how how it would look for them to um, you know, just, just, just start something new. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, because our whole lives were, were being taught, you know, like, like I said, yeah. from I little a kid, this is what I, this is who I am. Like I'm a hoop. This so you can take, right? take basketball away from me. It's like, damn, like, I got to figure out yeah. what else I like to do. To you know, but it's yeah. never, I feel like there's nothing you said, you said it the best. Like, I feel like there's nothing like the adrenaline of just that sport. You know, I don't know if right. you find it through, I don't know, going to a meeting, but I feel like it's still not the same, you know. So yeah. how do you, how um, do you no. Yeah. can you explain to me just any advice you would give someone or, or, or other? Yeah. People?
1: Yeah. Well, like I said, like that, it's a sense of loss. Right. So mm-hmm. when you've done something your whole life and then you move on from it, that's a sense of loss. Right. Yeah. And that is one of the core things that will really affect the human being, like to their very core. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, a lot of times when we think about grief, we think about some, we've lost a loved one, right? But grief can take many forms. Like again, it can be the loss of identity, which is huge, right? Yeah. Because when you found purpose in something and it's all you've known, and people all your life have said this is who you are, and not in a bad way, but just like you're you're in a like, especially if you make it to play pro basketball in Europe, yeah. the NBA, like you're the best at what you do, right? Yeah. And so people yeah. have been encouraging you along the way the whole time, and so you identify as a athlete, as a basketball player, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you lose that, it feels like you lose a part of yourself, right? And so this is the tough part because as a therapist, I would say, first, you know, do the best you can to just, just be compassionate with yourself, right? Yeah. But as an athlete, that's not something that, like, compassion is not something that, that's not a, that's not a strength of athletes a lot of times. Yeah. Because again, it's that other mentality. I'm gonna run through a wall. So first, you have to kind of relearn how to kind of show up for yourself in a way that works for you uh, in life, right? So I kind of say, you know, let's just monitor your thoughts, right? Like we don't have to change them. Let's just observe them, right? Can you do that in a way with non-judgment, right? So okay, I'm thinking this, right? Okay, so so don't judge it, right? Don't don't beat yourself up for having that thought. Don't even get happy if you have that thought. Just observe it, right? And and kind of let's just kind of keep track of, of what of what our thoughts are, right? And, again, because this is and, – and, and framing it as a, a loss, right, and a grieving process because the thing about grief is, again, grief is a very heavy emotion. You feel mm-hmm. that in our body. So a lot of times – sometimes we think we're depressed. A lot of times it's just a grieving process because you, you've lost something, right? Yeah. And so to really kind of um, – Highlighting that and calling that out—that you lost something that was very, very important to you, right—and that's very sad, right? Um, and kind of unpacking that with them, you know. Um, and so that's kind of—that's not necessarily advice, but that's how I'd work with somebody or that's how I'd counsel somebody that's that's kind of dealing with that and treat it like like a grieving process because that's what it is, right? Yeah. Um, and then a, and then also. Um, help them kind of, you know, integrate back into, like, what are some other things you enjoy doing, right? Uh, What are some other things that, like, sets your soul on fire, so to speak, right? And, you know, through conversation, you know how it is. Like, you talk to somebody, and they start talking, and their eyes light up. You can feel that passion that they have, you
2: know? And I've
1: been so blessed because I loved football. Football was everything to me. Um, And I just had some really, I went to Pennsylvania High School, and it was just a racist administration. Mm -hmm. and so they tried they did everything they could to to kind of beat me down and because i had support coaching it just didn't work out and um i had to give up football sooner than i wanted to yeah um but again you know it's crazy how things work because it all came back full circle because if i kept playing sports maybe i don't go to juco right maybe i don't meet the counselors i did but it changed my Mm -hmm. life um and so giving up football was really tough because football was—I loved it. It's where I just kind of checked, like I kind of got to just get in the zone and forget everything that was going on in my life.
2: Yeah.
1: And um, I over time, like I just found something else I was passionate about, and it's kind of crazy because you talk about, you know, like being like that—that—that that, that feeling you get playing a game. I don't get that necessarily in beatings, right? Nobody really yeah. does, right? Yeah. Play, yeah. Yeah. Like, But I remember when I was going through my counseling program, you know, um, I was at this, um, my clinical site and I was getting ready to see my first client and I went in there and, um, obviously I wasn't a a perfect therapist, but like time stopped. Right. And it was me and that person. And I just felt like I was just being, it gave me that feeling of being on the field again. And I was like, Whoa, like that's crazy. Right. Um, I have a, I'm, I have a gift for this. Like that was, yeah. that was amazing. And then, you know, in the program, my professors were on the other side of the window watching me. They're like, "Yo, what happened in there?" Because like, who you are, like, and when we're together, like, meeting and talking about clients was way different than that person that showed up in the booth. Yeah. And again, it was that, that was the same feeling I had, kind of being on a football field coming out of the tunnel, right? And so yeah. I found something else that I was really passionate about. And so that's what you have to do as a, as an athlete moving into the next moving into this next season of your life. So what I what I what I found out very quickly when doing that therapy session was this is what basically what God has next for me. You know, this is what I was born to do. I knew right away. You know, um, and that's an amazing feeling, and that's kind of you know that is something that people search for their whole life, right? Yeah. Um, and so that's why it's tough when you found that once. It's devastating when you lose it right
2: yeah
1: and so like i said because when i lost football i was devastated like i was depressed quite honestly um because i lost something that i identified in because i was good at football right like people called me play and they were like wow like you got some real talent like you have instincts and stuff like that so like that was one of the and again as an athlete people tend to only encourage you in those in those ways that you're an athlete right but i was also a very smart person, right? So I'm a gifted student, right? But no, yeah. nobody as a black male athlete really highlighted my academic skills, right? But, you know, I was in community college and I started to flourish and I'm so grateful because, you know, again, football's a violent sport, you know? So I look back and, you know, I'm really glad I stopped playing because, oh man, I avoided injuries and a bunch of things and I'm blessed yeah. to say that. I do what I do off the strength of my intellect, right? Like I'm a scholar, I'm an academic now, and I just really take pride in that. You know, that's taken me uh, across the world. I've lived in different countries teaching right, yeah. English. So um, I think, man, those experiences, again, they define who you are, right? Like, you know, circumstances don't make a man, they reveal him, right? And yeah. so... My encouragement, and so again, so calling on that part of the athlete that's like, hey, like, okay, this is a trial, this is a tribulation. How do we get through this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, keep doing what you're doing, like, and find that passion. So use that determination, but then also again, trying to really take what's working for you with that athletic determination, but then also take out what's not, right? Yeah. Like that sense of pressure, that sense of urgency, right? It's yeah. good to have a sense of urgency, right? Because that will propel you to greatness. But that sense of urgency can also keep you up at night, right? That sense True. of urgency can also keep you from connecting with your loved ones. So, how do we keep what's working for us and take out what doesn't, right? And, yeah. and again, when we're not able to do that, kind of hold space for ourselves to just kind of witness what we're doing, right? In a way yeah. that isn't, you know, adding more stress and pressure onto the situation, right? So, that's why I love therapy because uh, it's hard work, you know? Therapy is yeah. hard work. And um therapy's hard work, man. And so <laughs> like, like again, that's why, you know, you, you take that part of you that's a hard worker to therapy, yeah. and you can do a lot of good with that, right? Because um, you know, those sort of like I said, those times of of controversy or adversity, like those really make you who you are, right? When we look back on our lives and we think about um, you know, what really defined us, it wasn't, it's not always our successes, it's how we bounce mm-hmm. back from failure, right? Mm. Uh, and so just kind of really harping on that, right, where, hey, like, you may not be able to see that light right now, or you may not be able to see it right now, but when you look back, you're going to be able to see that needed to happen so that this could happen, right?
2: Yeah. Um,
1: and just kind of, again, being that third person, right, that, that other person to kind of give them that perspective until they can kind of see that for themselves, you know? Yeah. And just kind of guiding them along the way. Um, yeah. You know, because as a therapist, my job isn't to heal people. My job is to create the space for people to heal themselves. You know. Exactly. And give them The opportunity, and so um, that's kind of how I would approach. You know, somebody that's transitioning to this new phase of life as an athlete yeah. going into to something else.
0: Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. Um, I wanna I wanna touch on something you you said um, earlier. Uh, you said. You had football taken away early from you, yeah. Than you expected. So mm-hmm. this is something different, you know. I'm, I'm kind of. I think about this as well, you know. And I know other athletes think about this type of stuff, Um, you know. And I feel like retiring, you know, is one thing, and trying, you know, to move on and stuff like that. But how do you deal with certain ath? What do you, what do you say if a certain athlete? They had their sport taken away too early, not knowing they weren't good enough, but it was because of injury. You know, I'm dealing with this injury or whatever. Yeah. And I feel like that's a different type of, you know, way to approach something, you know, because it's like, man, I wasn't able to be my best. And it was it's, it's, it's not like, you know, oh, well, you know, I've, I've made it here. You know, it's like I legit, you know, had this robbed. How do you how do you deal, deal with that?
1: That's a great question. You ask some great questions, man. <laughs> yeah. Um honestly, I would I would approach it similarly to some well again, there's there's different because it's an abrupt loss, it's a sudden loss, yeah. right? But it's still a loss nonetheless. So yeah, um, there isn't too much that I would probably like I wouldn't approach it too differently. Um I think again, I would just kind of help them process this loss, right? And mm-hmm. what does that mean for them, right? What are, what are you telling yourself, right? Okay, let's kind of unpack that. Let's process that, right? Or, or more importantly, like what are you feeling? Right? Because, you know, again, I like to work with emotions in therapy because the way I see it is there's only like seven core emotions, right? Love, fear, joy, surprise, anger, and a few others. But so many thoughts can stem from just those emotions. So like what what are you feeling? Right? Or okay, I'm feeling sad. Okay, well, like where are you feeling it? Right? I'm feeling it in my in my In my neck right or something like just for example right and then kind of help them kind of like that's a somatic um approach right in the sense of like okay you're feeling in your neck well the neck is kind of it's a support system right so and so that's kind of just going into some different things but just just trying different things right and just really helping them kind of understand what they're feeling emotionally a lot of times for athletes especially as men, like we can't really express our emotions, right? Yeah. So
2: true.
1: that's what I would do with both is just really work with emotions. Can you even admit you're sad, right? Can you admit you're afraid, right? <laughs> like, yeah. um and kind of go from there, right? Because again, like those are emotions as men and as athletes, like you can't you can't admit you're feeling those. We don't now that's the weakness, right? We can't feel those. Um yeah. so again, I'll just work with them and just kind of help them to just kind of be as vulnerable as they can be, to really um process what they're feeling because a lot of times what happens is when we go through something traumatic or, or difficult we don't necessarily deal with it we just kind of sweep it under the rug time goes on we think we get better until something else happens and then all of those feelings come rushing back you know yeah so the way that again i try to approach is let's pro- we got to process this right um, yeah. and that way we can actually tr- process this and move on from this way in a genuine way that allows us to you know kind of live a purposeful life that we want to live rather than kind of man people spend their whole lives in pain, bro. That's what yeah. I that's what I've learned, right? Yeah. Is, and but that's what I love about the athlete's mindset is they're hungry, they're driven, right? Yeah. But human nature like pain can sometimes people just fold, right? And so like I see people that are walking around and they're still holding on to pain from 10 years ago. Yeah. You know, and they just they're coming to therapy now for that. Right. Yeah. So, hey, like, if you don't like if you don't deal with this, like you can't heal from this. Right. And so just kind of tell them that, you know, hey, like you can push this under the rug and you can kind of but it will still be there unconsciously. Right. So Mm -hmm. let's bring it up. Let's talk about it. um, And again reaffirming that like, it's not weakness to show emotion. It's not weakness to feel sad, to feel afraid. You know, um, that's actually a sign of strength, right? Because you can feel the fear, but you got to do it anyways. Right. Yeah. And so reminding people of that, like it's natural to feel fear. Right. Yeah. But obviously what you don't want to do is you don't want to, you know, fold. Right. Um, and so that's what makes, people who make it in life and, and who are kind of living the life that they want to live, they're they're, they're afraid too, right? But exactly. they do it anyways because they're more afraid not to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like the people who are engaged deeply with life, like they feel the fear and they do it anyways, right? Yeah. Rather than some people just want to be comfortable, right? And so the fear comes and that, nope, that's it. count me out. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah. Like that is the majority of people. Yeah. So if you want to be exceptional, you know, this is what I, you know, and and that's that's how I work with an athlete, right? Because to me, I feel I feel like athletes can really respond to that, right? Yeah. But,
0: you know. No, I I definitely I definitely understand what you're saying, man. and I I definitely agree. The you know every word about you know athletes they, yeah, I feel like athletes are more afraid to lose than yeah. than wanting to feel the the what it feels to win you know yeah, like, that's
2: real. you know <laughs> that's real. It's,
0: cra- it's 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 crazy to think about um yeah, and honestly. and i just got I just got a couple more uh questions uh just for you um in terms of you know an athlete let's say they find their purpose they find something new they find you know or anybody in general they find their purpose i don't want to just uh you narrow this down to just athlete but you know a, a person who finds a purpose how do you how do you get them to stay in stay in their purpose you know i feel like you know even like for myself if i was to you know let's say not myself but someone they make it to let's say the nba and, and you know they they forget who they are or they forget where they came from or you know we talk about what it takes to get to that point but i feel like the conversation about the other side what happens when you get it you know and 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 just staying in that staying kind of in that moment staying in that and in their purpose and not dropping out of that purpose because i feel like it's easy you know we we hear things about talking about you know oh we got to find our purpose and let's say people find their purpose but there's not enough conversations. you can you can lose it you can stay you know it's easy It's, it's 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 hard it's a balance but what advice can you give you know, people in general, you know, like I said, this goes on to basketball, a, a person getting, yeah. let's say, reaching a milestone, what they want with the amount of points and they feel like, you know, they feel like they, did, you know, the hot shit and, you know, so how do you, how do you, what what would you tell that person?
1: Mm. So what would I tell a person who's found their purpose and how, and how to keep it is what you're saying?
0: How to keep it. Yes, basically. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think, you know, I, like I said, I, I always appreciate talking to you, man, because like, you're just a critical thinker, man, and you ask really good <laughs> questions, and you think about things from all angles. I just really appreciate that about you, you know, because that's a great question. Um, and I've said that several times now, because see, like I said, he just ask really thoughtful questions, like, like thoughtful questions. Um, but that's the other piece, right? That's like, when success comes, do you feel like you deserve it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause a lot of times we get success and we think like like oh me like th- this is for me like i'm doing this right like and a lot of times that scares people too right like you can suffer from success right mm-hmm. um and so when success shows up can you take that in and digest it right mm-hmm. and like you said like it's not about the next thing it's like right, it's this here that's right now right yeah. like you like can you just take a moment to just you know, sit in your success, right? And yeah. and really, like, say, hey, like, I deserve this. I've worked hard for this. Like, I'm good enough for this, right? Um, because, again, the athlete's mindset is, okay, I got bigger and better. What's the next thing? Immediately, exactly. right? And exactly. So, um, that's tough, right? And, again, it all comes back to being in the moment, you know? Um, and, again, like, when success comes, can you just kind of take it in and digest it and really, really... Relish it, like because you have to. Life is painful, man. Like if you're alive, like you've you've experienced pain and suffering in some way. And so, what I tell people is, hey, again, we have to feel what we need to feel, right? So we have to feel those emotions we don't like, but we also get to feel those emotions that we love, like yeah. success, accomplishment, joy. Because when those moments come, you have to, like I said, relish them because. Yeah. You know, the only constant thing in life is change. And so when those moments come, squeeze everything you can out of it, right? And hold on to those moments because when those hard times come again, you can call on that, right? To say, I remember feeling this way and I'm going to get there again. You know what I mean? So really sit in that, really relish that, cherish it, right? Because life is short and then it's gone, you know? And so we have to really sit in those moments that this is a joyful moment right now. Like, look at look at what I've accomplished, right? Um And you can do that in a way that's humble, but wow, look at what I've done. Like, I said I was going to do this and I did it. That is one of the greatest feelings that a human being can feel, right? That feeling of accomplishment.
2: That's exactly. just a price.
1: that You can't put a price on that, you know? Yeah. And so, hey, like, sit in that, man. Like, you earned this, you know? You earned this, you yeah. know? Um yeah. And, right. hey... You got it in you, man. It can't be on me. It's got to be in you, right? Yeah. So
2: <laughs> That's true. Oh,
1: you know, so uh, you earned this, and just knowing, you know, encouraging that person, like, like you know, you, you got you you got what it takes, man. So yeah. you know, enjoy this right now. It's good enough. You're good enough. Um, proud of you. You know. I hope you're proud of yourself. You know, and it's okay to, to say that. You know.
0: Yeah. No, no, I, I definitely understand, and I. Like just just thinking about like your response, I feel like it's like life is just a a cynical nature of you know just work, you know, like you said like change is the only thing that's inevitable, and yeah if you do get success, you have to kind of balance that you know the positive side of success, yeah and not letting it get too much and not you know like being complacent, you know, yeah. so I think. The only kind of explanation and answer, like you said, is just being in the moment and continue to work and yeah. understand where you are in your in your in your place, mm-hmm. where you mentally are as a person. You know, a person can get a, a raise or a, um, you know take a new job and they feel oh this is it you know but you can easily get complacent with that and just mm-hmm. you know but also on the flip set, flip uh, flipping you can also you know not be grateful for that place you know yeah. so i think that is you know it's it's, it's tough man like it's a balance, it's a balance. Yeah. and
1: it's that's another
0: thing
1: that's another thing too because life is dynamic it's always moving it's always changing it's not static right so nothing is really a fixed state right things life has a flow it's like you know it's just an ebb and a flow and so you have to find that balance like and being in balance doesn't mean that you know everything's perfectly in alignment it just means that with everything going on there's there's some harmony there for me you know Um, and again it's just about having that presence and that self-awareness to really notice what part of yourself is showing up but to yeah. remember who's again at the head of the table you know um yeah. because different parts of ourselves show up and and that's beautiful you know like i've named the different parts of myself you know that are showing up like yeah. the part of me that has to run and just kind of keep doing that's forrest gump you know what i mean mm-hmm. <clears throat> the part of me that um is you know is you know braggadocious and it's like you know I'm that guy you know that's the Ric Flair in me you know what that's I mean Ric
2: Flair, hey.
1: Tyson right that's just yeah. an animal that just wants to you know just go get it you know that's Mike Tyson yeah. you know yeah. so it's like I name those different parts of myself and then there's the part of me that oh that's the inner child that's the scared little boy you know yeah. and I bring that one up last because that's the one that's hard to talk about you know yeah. um, but that little, little young Nate shows up sometimes and how do yeah. I show up for him you know to kind of let him know And then even my teenage self, I was angry at what was being done, like the injustices, you know, that part of me showing up. So um, really, again, it's allowing space for those parts of yourself to be there, you know, without judgment, you know. Um, And life is just, man, when you can really kind of be with your emotions, to me, life just gets sweeter and you really, that's how you be more present, you know, because, you know, joy feels so good because you've suffered and been through something, you know. Yep. Joy only feels so good because you feel pain, you know, and vice versa. And so, uh, you know, emotional wellness, emotional well-being for me is kind of at the center, you know. Um,
2: Yeah.
1: And being able to just be at peace with whatever you're feeling, right. Um, Yeah. And kind of unpacking what does peace look like for you, you know. Yeah. Um, What does peace look like given that you're dealing with, you know, losing something that was important to you, maybe dealing with an injury. or or whatever it may be like what does peace look like look like for you right now you know that doesn't that doesn't mean you're happy maybe but but you can still find ways to be at peace in situations
0: true true man i think you hit it you hit it right on the head man um but i i want to i appreciate this, this this dialogue man i feel like it's an open honest dialogue and you know it's very like i said it's very rare to kind of speak to people on this type of level you know if you don't know them you know you can't unless you know you got to go to a therapist and everything but i really appreciate you just taking the time and normally yeah. how i end this is i i always have a um like a quick fire a question in A, a Q&A in a way uh with athletes you know what are their favorite? you know, player who they play against, whatever. But uh this one I'm gonna switch it up a little bit, man. I'm a I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with this a, a couple of questions and you just tell me your answer. So first one man, what is your favorite uh what is your favorite book to help yourself or is there any specific book, you know, um that can bring harmony to other people or yeah. any books that brought you harmony? Like can you yeah. name just two one or two or three, or whatever. What are your favorite?
1: Yeah. So the book that changed my life the most is the yeah. autobiography of Malcolm X. That like that book has changed my life. Mm-hmm. So that's a book that I reread every couple of years because it's just a timeless classic. When you that made me who I am today, that book changed my life. So first is the autobiography of Malcolm X. The second one um is um it's by David Hawkins. Um it's called Letting Go, Pathway to Surrender. Mm-hmm. Amazing book. And that one, he kind of takes you through the different um, emotions and how, you know, those different emotions kind of manifest and show up and vibrate at different frequencies, which is a really good book. Um, so I really like that one. Um, I think I've heard of So those ones. are two books that come to mind. Yeah, that, those, that's a really good book. So those those are two books that come to mind, and I've read both of those multiple times. Um, those come to mind at first, yeah.
0: That's dope. Okay. Uh, what is your favorite uh, music, or what is your favorite song, artist? Like... You know, uh, that, 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 that brings you peace, you know, like, like that peace. just gets you in that mode to, to just vibe yeah. out and, and, and put you on that different, you know, uh, vibration level.
1: Yeah. I love music, man. So I have a, I have a very eclectic taste of music. But if there's yeah. music that brings me peace, honestly, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Marvin Sapp gospel music,
2: you know. Mm, okay. So
1: I have this thing where the first song I got to listen to is a gospel song. And that's my way of kind of expressing gratitude and giving praise. Yeah. And so If it brings me peace, it's gospel music, right? But if I'm trying yeah. to turn up and work out, J. Cole, Kendrick, yeah. that new Kendrick album is oh, phenomenal. Man. To me, he's that's cool. how I want it. Yeah. As much as I love J. Cole, Kendrick is the best. That's how I want Yeah. And also, I've been listening to a lot of Burner Boy lately. He's, he's, he's fire. I so, love like the Afrobar. Yeah. Have you, been, you, like, you like Burner Boy? I like Burner yeah. Boy. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. dope, man. So I really, he's got the song More Life that I've been
2: listening to yeah. a lot lately.
1: Uh,
2: but he's
0: dope. So that's, that's awesome. kind of That's dope. All uh, right. Your favorite uh, podcast that people should 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 be listening to that, that can help them?
1: Favorite podcast?
0: Other than mine.
2: Uh, other than mine. Right, <laughs> I was going to say yours.
1: Right. You're funny, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I, I have my own podcast and I'm going to plug it in. So, like, actually. Oh, yeah. So, plug yeah. it. Yeah. 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 So. Um, it's in development right now, so we're still kind of in the brainstorming phases, but um, it's with yeah. two of my mentors, um, uh, Jermaine Simpson and Michael Saccone. Uh, it's called The Heart of the Matter, and so we just talk about uh, bringing people from different professions and kind of have a talk like we're doing now. Um, yeah. And so that's a really good podcast. Check it out. Uh, we're going to be getting that off the ground soon. They already have some episodes out there, so if you want to check them out, go ahead, oh, and, and sure. I'll be running
0: soon um that's that's kind of an endeavor i'm getting into so okay okay that's dope last one uh your favorite like activity activity that, that, that you know that brings you peace yeah peace to your mind whether it's mm-hmm. uh 6 a.m yoga yeah yeah, whether yeah it's taking long walks on the beach what's your favorite uh, activity that, that that relaxes you
1: yeah, yeah. Um, I I love working out. Um, so okay,
0: okay, okay. Yeah,
1: that's my thing, man. Because like I'm just a very high energy guy, so like I love to work out, and that varies like uh, strength training. I also like to to over the course of the pandemic, I really got into jogging. Like to me, that's just it's such a meditation for me because you well,
2: know it is, man. You,
1: yeah. That runner's high is a thing, you know, it, because it, you know. It is. It is. Cause when I wasn't able to hit the gym and lift weights during the pandemic, I started running just cause I, I needed yeah. something and it yeah. just kind of was something that was really good for me. But yeah. then also I have to finish my workout with some sort of, of meditation, like whether that's breath work or just sitting there yeah. um, with my own, you know, and just noticing my own breath. But like meditation yeah. is something that is definitely brings me peace for sure. So, um, But I I like to use exercise to get myself in that space to meditate because I I like to get things going, and that really opens up something for me. And then I'm able to meditate and just kind of get some clarity. Um, So,
0: yeah, nah, man, appreciate you, man. That's a wrap, man. I really appreciate you taking the time. Honestly, like I said, I think uh, my listeners are going, they're gonna love the switch up of this, you know, because I feel like, you know, it's, uh, you know, there's a podcast out there called Million Dollars Worth of Game. But I honestly think this is million dollars worth of gain in terms of yeah. just our conversation, um, you know, helping others, you know, non-athletes and athletes understand themselves on a kind of a deeper level to, you know, I love thought-provoking conversations.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So,
0: um, because at the end of the day, you know, I feel like we're like, you know, we, we love to help people, you know, yes. this is the reason why I, I have this podcast and you know, whether it's helping one person or a hundred thousand, you know, I just feel like mm-hmm. um, this type of message and what you do is really appreciate, uh, appreciative yeah. and, you know, um, yeah, and I think it's huge. So, man, I appreciate yeah. you once again just taking the time, Nate, by the means of lot to right. me and uh, yeah. I might have to join you on one of your podcasts, man. Oh, no, we definitely going to have you on there, man. we
1: definitely going to have you uh, on there.
0: I think it's sure. going to be, yeah, and, and I can't yeah. wait to see where that's headed, you know, uh, yeah. so. But that's a wrap, y'all. Uh, yeah. Appreciate y'all. Uh, let yeah. me, uh, hey, sorry. thank
1: you so much for having me. Appreciate y'all. Peace and blessings to
2: everyone. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right.